The following message is presented by Fellowship Bible Church from its weekly pulpit ministry. We offer an expositional study through entire books of the Bible, one verse, paragraph, or chapter at a time. We pray that you'll be blessed by listening in. Thanks for visiting. Well, good morning. It's, uh, some of you had your coffee already. Uh, it's good to, very good to be back with you, and uh, we enjoy the fellowship every time we come. Uh, and we, I think it, it must have been one of my first years at seminary that, uh, that I had Pastor Matt for a Hebrew class or two. Uh, so that would put me back at 2008, something like that, 2008, 2009, um, or maybe even 2006. So it's been a while uh, that, that I've uh, enjoyed the, uh, the fellowship <laughs> with, with him as well. Uh, Elizabeth and I had the privilege of moving to Northeast India in, um, and this is, uh, this is the place where we've lived. Um, this is our, our big mansion. No, just kidding. Uh, this is the Bibles International India Society uh, Translation Center. So in the second floor of that, uh, there's a 700 square foot apartment on, uh, on the near side, you could say. Uh, and that is our apartment. And we moved there in 2000, uh, 2014. We're there for two years, back for six months reporting to churches. There for two years, back for six months. Uh, and that's when we were here in 2019 um, in, in August. And, uh, and then we went back after our first full term in uh, the beginning of 2020. And uh, in January 2020, so a year ago, almost exactly, actually, Almost exactly a year ago today, uh, we, we went back um, to India and we stayed there for seven weeks and were firing on all cylinders and got plugged right back into ministries there, reestablished the relationships, we're teaching Sunday school, I had a workshop or two, uh, and then and we, we even repainted the apartment and uh, she had a birthday where Amazon.in uh, brought in gifts from family members and we, we got uh, our first Corel, like real Corel bowls uh, and everything, and everything was ready to go. And then we thought, well, if, uh, if COVID hits this little corner of the world, then we don't really have a lot of good medical attention. And Elizabeth is, um, she has asthma and we don't know exactly how it's going to hit everything. So, um, we should probably just ride out the storm back in the States. So that was March last year. And so we didn't know that the riding out the storm would last this long. But then again, there's been a lot of unknowns for a lot of people. Um, but the Lord has given us an opportunity to be involved with the ministry that we can work with remotely. And so uh, we, we have been. Uh, I've been a translation consultant, as I've shared here before. Uh, but just to, to rehash that a little... Um, I get to help people who are translating from English uh, in the country of India and also in Myanmar. We go about twice a year to Myanmar uh, to help them to make sure that the translation they've done from English is a good, solid translation in their language. So someone else will give me a back translation after it goes through a reading review committee, a back translation in English so that I can piece together from the English what they've done in their language and learn about their language as I go. And then... Uh, compare that with the Greek or the Hebrew and write up a list of suspicion questions and then help them to make sure that uh, as we talk through it, 
to coach them through the process of polishing up their own translation work. And we've been doing that with uh, not a long commute. We just kind of walk downstairs. Uh, we live right there on in the hub location. So people who are speakers of various tribal languages uh, around the Northeast India area will come twice or three times a year uh, to get their stuff checked. So um, it was not part of our plan ahead of time, of course, to stay here so long from last March until now. But uh, as, of course, it's been part of God's plan, one of the things that we did not foresee is that uh, along the way, Bibles International would want to start up a new department and ask for my help as an insider to, uh, along with someone who worked outside, uh, Pastor Matt knows Pastor Scott Williquet, um, maybe some of you have uh, been acquainted with him, uh, to, he, he works with the pet ministry, that is, he goes around and preaches and teaches in different places around the world. Well, that ministry has been sort of grounded because of COVID as well. So he was kind of borrowed for the last half of 2019 to, uh, to help Bibles International draw up these job descriptions for this new department called Scripture Engagement. Scripture Engagement uh, strives to meet the need of the people who are the end users of our translation to help make sure that somebody is asking the questions and helping to address the questions of whether or not those people are able to use the scriptures when they come out. Uh, unfortunately, uh, around the world, in Bible translation circles, there are Bible translations that have been dutifully done and carefully done and painstakingly uh, worked on for years. But then when it comes out, the people there don't actually aren't able to read or they aren't able to use it or they try for a little bit with a little bit of literacy training they've gotten. But because of different kinds of hurdles, maybe because they, they don't have the Bible study capabilities to really understand what's going on in the text, that eventually they become personally demotivated to, to keep reading their Bibles and to, to focus on that in their mother tongue. Or perhaps, um, as we found in some places, uh, pastors who have been preaching for years in maybe one of the, the secondary languages, but a language that's seen to be in a, a prestigious language, for instance, in Africa, maybe there's an older, well-respected pastor who's been preaching in French for a long time. Now he finally gets the translation that maybe even he's been working on and definitely promoting amongst his people and urging Bibles International to make sure that translation gets finished. But then when it comes out, he himself, as he's learning to read his language out loud, he sounds kind of like a second grader when he's sounding out the words in his own language, because this is maybe one of the first major pieces of publication that has uh, of literature that has been put out in his language. So for him to get up in the pulpit and read the text in the way that he's able to read it just doesn't fit with who he is and who he needs to be in the pulpit. And maybe he, of course, uses his own language a lot. But when it comes to talking about sanctification and it, it comes to talking about theological uh, positions and theological explanations of things that he's used to preaching in French in his own language, he's not used to using that vocabulary. Or maybe he's just being introduced to the, the very particular 
decisions we've made in terms of vocabulary for these different theological terms. So he's not yet comfortable using those terms just right, you know, rolling off the tongue to use in a preaching setting. So he himself just goes back to what he's comfortable with and he preaches in French. Well, then the people are then motivated to really dig into the scriptures in their mother tongue, even though they finally have it in their language. So in uh, across the board in Bible translation agencies, um, the question of helping the, 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 the struggle, the concept of helping these languages, language groups over the hump of various humps of literacy, of uh, Bible study awareness and Bible background knowledge and, um, and comfort in using the scriptures, that is something that we feel the burden of to help these people along in that area. And as uh, I was working with Pastor Scott Williquit uh, to draw up these new department descriptions and job descriptions, uh, the Lord really helped to show me and Elizabeth that some of the, the burdens that she and I have been having um, up until now, even while working with the people that we've been working with, uh, are being addressed in this new department. And so the Lord allowed me to get sort of swallowed in to this new department. And I have been uh, I have volunteered and agreed to uh, with Bibles International to stop being a translation consultant in working with the text, with the, the local pastors who are the translators, and instead working more with those same guys and the people in their churches and Lord willing to develop leadership in churches like theirs and to travel more to those locations and help them to assess their own literacy needs among their people and assess their Bible study needs and not only uh, pr- help produce the scriptures, but also Bible study materials and maybe even uh, study Bibles uh, eventually uh, So, as, as one example or uh, tracts or more Bible studies so that they can use them in their, in their Sunday schools and in their places. Uh, so uh, what, we're, what we're calling scripture engagement is this new department. We have one person who just signed on uh, with Bibles International to be, he's kind of a brave guy because he signed on before there was a department to join. Uh, as a scripture engagement consultant, uh, Caleb Wagner, a recent translation, um, excuse me, a recent graduate of uh, DBTS, and he, he just got his MDiv, uh, graduated, I guess, last year, and he's joined Baptist Bay Missions and he's raising support right now. And so I will be, uh, Lord willing, or I am now officially, uh, a scripture engagement coordinator helping uh, Caleb and other people, Lord willing, that will come out in that kind of uh, that kind of job description to to make sure that what they're learning by spending a lot of time with maybe just a few people groups um, can get translated into the proper resources at the proper time so we can help develop different people groups uh, in their abilities so that at the time the scripture is ready to meet them, they are ready to meet the scriptures and they can really use the scriptures in the way that all of us uh, have as a driving force for us. Uh, there are several of you who have been very instrumental 
in getting things like uh, scripture apps, the, the digital apps out um, and, and dispersed abroad. The uh, scripture engagement department focuses on things like that, making the connection between the scriptures and the people. When there's anybody, when anybody has a conversation, okay, when we talk together, uh, there's an assumption that you know the language that I know. Okay? There's an assumption that uh, when, when we communicate, real communication should be happening. Okay? Um, so I might even on the fly adjust how I talk to you based on whether or not I'm reading from you that you are understanding what I'm saying. Okay? Whether from a, a speaker in a public uh, speaking situation or one-on-one. But when we come to Scripture... We sometimes forget that that's a two-way conversation. God's word is God's word. It comes from God, right? 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us that the written word, when God breathed it out, it's right there on the page. That the written scriptures is the breath of God. But that's only one part of the communication. You see, there's a receiver, right? That's me. When I interact with the scriptures... When I read the scriptures, I have to catch what he's throwing at me, right? I have to understand the scriptures. And there's a lot of time, there's a lot of learning in a lot of different ways of the content of scripture, of the background of scripture. And all of that comes together to make sure that there is effective communication happening when we interact with scripture. So that's something that Elizabeth and I have been burdened about in the overall uh Scope of missions. So, if uh, if this will work, maybe. Let me see if I can advance something here. It's trying to be on. Well, we'll get that in a minute. Uh, Elizabeth and I have been not only doing this work, but we've been working in church. Uh, in church work while we were while we were there in India, and we have a couple more pictures to do I need to come back and pair it? Thank you very much for the help back there guys so um, so as we 've been working with people we 've been finding that if you think of missions. And the, the goal, the work of missions. Um, you think of and, and what church planting is. So you have then a group of believers gathered, right? But you also have... Somebody advance that. Oh, there it is. Okay, so it is working now. Good, thank you very much. Um, So when we have when we have missions, you can think of a group of believers gathered, right? The Lord brings people to Himself, and they gather together, and then they have able leadership who can also lead, right? And then hopefully we have then a Bible that they can read and use and develop as well. Um, and then uh, maybe the next step you could have a seminary, right? as part of leadership development going forward. Um, Well, all of these things are in place, in the place where we have been living. 
And yet, regular people still have trouble with what we would consider to be basics of Bible knowledge. And so it's been sort of eating at us as we've been working with the the people too that there is an ongoing need for people to actually learn the scriptures. Of course, we all know that and uh, and the people there. So our... um, uh, to show you here, I'm showing you here where we have been, and I don't think I've mentioned yet, that as part of the, the new uh, job that God has given us, uh, we will be moving to Myanmar from northeast India to Myanmar. Myanmar is a place that we have traveled to a lot of times um, and worked at at the, the headquarters there. So we live at Bibles International India Society. That's, that's this here, uh, the, the blue building over to the left here. Uh, surrounded by a lot of um, this is a there we go a lot of rice fields uh, all around in a very tropical kind of spot a beautiful area we live in a, a river valley it's in the mid 80s to mid 90s almost year round uh, it gets down to the chilly mid 50s at night uh, in in the last part of November and then uh, December and January but besides that after the winter's over around this time of year, uh, it gets start getting back up to 70s, 80s, 90s pretty soon. Um, so this is our our beautiful kitchen. Uh, this is our apartment that, that we miss. I'll move this picture pretty quick or else it'll bring tears to my wife's eyes. Um, because uh, I, I can tell you there are a lot of trips to Bangkok in, uh, in going to the Ikea there to make this a reality. <laughs> um, but... We have been very happy with what the Lord has allowed us to, uh, to do there, but not just the, the place that we live, but the people that we serve and the people that we work with. This is our church family there. Um, and uh, you'll notice here we are right here. This is, uh, see if I can find Uncle Sana. This is the pastor here who is a Baptist Midmissions missionary also. Uh, and then here is the assistant pastor on the end. Um, and I've had the privilege of uh, working with him online one or two hours a, a, a week since last March to teach him how to read music. And for whatever reason, that offer was open while we lived about 200 yards from him uh, or 500 yards maybe from him. And he didn't quite jump at that. But then when we left, uh, he really has, has gung ho jumped in and he's learned how to how to read music now. And uh, I think he'll be able to lead his own choir once the whole meeting in groups thing irons itself out around the world, especially in that small community. But not only um, the, uh, the church family, but the extended ministry of the school uh, that is about a 15-minute walk from where we live. And uh, we teach, Elizabeth and I both teach Sunday school there. Uh, we have been. And there's a school there with a hostel as well. And so the, the kids who go to that particular like boarding school kind of setup uh, go to the Sunday school as well. And so we've had a lot of kids from a, a nominal Christian background or many from a Hindu background and a few from Muslim background that are in that Christian-run English medium school. So people from these young people from a lot of different uh, language backgrounds are still are just now learning English, and in that English situation, we've been able to teach them. And as we've been teaching them, we've been finding also that you know, in the course of a normal kind of Sunday school lesson or Sunday school curriculum, you'll find that when um, 
when you're teaching about Ruth, David is mentioned. Okay, one of the uh, one of the the things that makes Ruth important is that she is the great grandmother. That does that sound right? I think I got that um, of of David. Well, when you say that to the kids, what if they don't know who David is? So you ask them, do you know about David? Deer in headlight, right? Well, then you have to sort of bring them up to speed, right? But we've been finding with the kids and even with the adults that if you ask them, even simply, please read this verse and then put it in your own words, that they don't even have that ability to do so. They'll read it, long pause, and then they'll read it again. So the, the educational system in India is focused on the, um, a, a rote memory kind of system. And this is, this is education. That if you go and you, you write down everything you hear from the teacher in your blank notebook, and then you go home and studying is studying out loud. So if kids are studying, then they're chanting. They're reading their notes. And you have a, a room full of cacophony because all the kids are reading their own notes and that's their study time. And they do it very, 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 very diligently. And then they regurgitate it in essay form for their tests. And critical thinking skills is not the highlight of Indian education to this point. So if that continues right on into and through seminary, then we're producing seminarians, graduates even, who then become pastors who are not highly skilled, perhaps, at really digging into the text, thinking about the ramifications of the text, and teaching people how to study the Bible on their own. And even though we have been in the text, working with a small group of people at a time, most of the time, and doing Bible translation work, our heart, the heart of everybody at Bibles International, is for the people that we serve. So I have the opportunity to stand up from my translation work and go out and help with those administrative details in some, in some regard and, and work to help connect the dots between the people and the text and train other people to do so. And that's uh, the work that the Lord is shifting both me and Elizabeth into. This is Bibles International Myanmar Society, uh, the headquarters there. Uh, in Yangon, in the biggest city in, uh, not technically the capital, but still the largest city in Myanmar. About 10 years ago or so, uh, Myanmar was a word that we were not able to use. They were so locked down uh, politically, but now it's actually the flip side, that India is a, is a word that we don't put out there on the web anymore. Uh, India is one of those that they have a very nationalistic government, that uh, they voted into power about the time we got there. Um, so maybe in about 2017, they voted uh, to wholesale bring in, in India, uh, a Hindu, the Hindu party. So the prime minister, all of the, the congressmen, all at once, just wholesale shifted over that. And then um, re-voted them in uh, just a couple years ago, a year, year and a half ago. Uh, now and they really are trying to put into place policies that try to stamp out the Christian religion. Um, they really believe that their um, that Christianity you could think of it as the foreigner's religion. 
that if they just stamp that out, you know, it's a really old view of looking at Christianity for sure. It's not anything really new. That, uh, that we are Indians, we are Hindus. Uh, we used to be called Hindustan because we're, this is the land of the Hindus. And so, uh, let's make sure that uh, we, we drive out all the people or we try to stamp out all the all the foreigners who are trying to get uh, get our people tricked over to be into uh, into Christianity, and if they just sort of push that way, uh, then maybe they'll Christianity will just sort of die out on its own. But of course, they they don't realize uh, the truth of Christianity. Uh, that indeed it is truth that it's God doing His work among His people there. But still, as foreigners. We will have much more uh, freedom, it seems to us, uh, traveling around Myanmar and doing ministry than we would in India. Uh, we've been doing our work in that small town with a lot of help from our, our co-workers that way. Um, and in Myanmar, Lord willing, we'll have a lot more freedom to travel, a lot more freedom to walk around by ourselves, which we weren't able to do in India where we were. Um, and Lord willing, meet people um, that we're that we're serving and working with, so it's more much more of an urban area uh, that we'll be going to than where we have been. Um, this cool picture was taken by us, by the way. I really like this picture. Um, but behind the scenes of the the more urban areas, um, we still have back street markets that look a lot like where we were, a little nicer, but a lot like where we have been. Um, and uh, there's a lot of Buddhism in, in Yangon, in, uh, in Myanmar, uh, and a lot of wealth de- devoted to their, uh, to their own sense of self and well-being. I'll, I'll admit to you that, that since this is a, a very new development in our lives, I'm not up on Buddhism, as I, Lord willing, will be in the, the months and years to come. Um, but still, that's the main religion that we'll be walking uh, into in terms of uh, the location where we'll be living. This is the Rawang team in, in Myanmar. There are three translators, and uh, the lady there is the back translator and also helps with a lot of uh, spelling issues and, and helps us with that. Um, so I've been working most of the time when I go to Myanmar, I'll be work- I've been working with this team. This is one of several projects there. There are 12 ongoing translation projects in Myanmar. Um, and so... Uh, as I've been working with them, I've been working a lot on the software, teaching them how to use, uh, some of you are now familiar with the, the term paratext. Um, it's the, the Bible translation software that we use. So I've been growing in, uh, in my own personal use and understanding of this software program and helping particularly this team uh, in Myanmar with, with growing in that so that they can be linked to each other as well. And the Read and Review Committee, which uh, is... Located, many of them are scattered across northern Myanmar, can have access to the text as it's being developed um, by means of this electronic source, that is, uh, this, this program called Paratext. So if you'll notice in the, the back here, so we have our three translators. This is a consultant in training uh, who now is, I think, a full consultant or close to it. Um, but this is the back translator here. But this guy here is who I want to highlight, sitting in the back row. Uh, He's on the Read and Review Committee, and he really got into this as well. And I'm very happy to say that um, he now knows how to write notes 
in the translation software. So he can highlight a portion of the text and start a comment thread and give a suggestion to the translators. So then when he updates his program and he syncs to the cloud, and then the translators sync to the cloud, then they can both look at their computers and they can communicate back and forth and he can uh, give them, both from himself and from the rest of the people on the committee, the suggestions for the text right into the text. And so this translation software has allowed, uh, has, has enabled the translation team themselves to interact and communicate more effectively. And that has been something that's been a big burden of mine to, again, enable them to do the work behind the scenes so that when a translation consultant meets with them, that that's, and I've particularly with this team tried to emphasize this, that's not when the work happens, when the translation check, uh, the translation workshop for the consultant checking uh, is, is going on. That that's not when the main work should happen. The work should happen behind the scenes. The work should happen in between workshops so that a translation consultant can come and, uh, and make sure that the work has been done well. So the more that we can enable the teams with software uh, to, to do what they're doing, the better that the job that they can do. And so I've been growing in this uh, as well so that I've been able to teach other, other consultants. This is an adjunct consultant there. Uh, this guy has his doctorate and he's working with one of our language groups. Uh, so as I've been growing there, it's been helping me to uh, do things like this. This is a Chakma translator in India. And Elizabeth has been, um, as a graphic designer, she has created these really cool covers and uh, other color covers with similar uh, pictures for other what we call trial editions. So this is the book of Genesis published for the first time in this language, Chakma. And yet when this gentleman, uh, the translator, came back about four to six months later and I asked him, okay, so how are things going? with distribution, with uh, understanding those uh, perhaps other spelling conventions that we just introduced. Um, how are people, is this really helping them to read the text? And he says, well, no, actually, um, I can't give you any feedback like that because our people can't read. And I thought, why did we not know this earlier? Well, this is some of the communication thread that we need to make sure these questions are asked up front, and particularly with this uh, situation, there are different levels of administration. We're working through a different uh, missions agency, a national missions agency in the country. But Bibles International, though we have a heart for the people, have been focused on the product. And the Scripture Engagement Department is an effort on Bibles International's part to make sure we bring up to a departmental level the emphasis on the people. Of course, we've all had, a, again, a heart for the people. We want to emphasize the people, have a pastoral front for the people, to have a ministerial arm of Bibles International to make sure that the people's needs are understood and are being met. And the Lord used, we have just a few minutes here, but the Lord used uh, a trip. Uh, so, I'm sorry, I'll say this first. This is, uh, something that Elizabeth has also helped us to develop uh, called, this is a primer. Um, a primer is an ABC book to help people to learn how to read. Okay, But this lady here is from the Goga language. This is in Myanmar. So this is uh, physically inside the, the Myanmar Translation Center. Um, and Elizabeth was privileged to be involved or to be present at the workshop that our linguist, linguistics and literacy people held 
where these, this group, the Goga, had the first, uh, had for the first time developed their alphabet. So older and younger uh, adults were in the room excitedly reciting their alphabet together for the very first time in their lives. So they might be literate in Burmese or in some other language, but they were never literate in their own language because they never even had a written standard that their language had ever been written down. Now, our literacy team has done teacher training so that their people have been taught how to teach their own people how to read using this resource. Okay? And also alphabet charts, like big charts hang on the wall. They can point uh, and, and do that. Those have been developed. And these things have been things that Elizabeth have been able to use her graphic design skills, not only to create them, but also particularly in terms of this primer, she has developed a template so that our literacy people are now trained how to make the, these primers on their own in a way that when it comes out, it looks like a professional graphic designer designed them. Um, and so in, in working with those things that the Lord has given us opportunities that are kind of extra reach out beyond where we thought we would do it, God has actually been putting us on the trajectory, I think, as a couple to go in this direction of ministry. And one of the ways he did that uh, and this is a, a picture of me teaching. There are three languages in our church in India. Um, but one of the ways that he helped direct us um, is, and I'll skip over this one. Oh, this is a major area of learning and development uh, with the, uh, the weekly ladies' Bible study. We found, again, a lot of the needs there in terms of Bible study ability. We had a trip. Uh, this is the Tom Cool translator on the left. Um, we, we took a trip to the state of Manipur in northeast India, and I preached at the translator's uh, hometown. And I looked out at all the people who would be the recipients of the Tankul New, Trust, New Testament that we're in the process of doing quality checks right now. Um, and I, I thought, uh, the people in churches like these, how will they be able to use the scriptures once they get to them. This is the leadership team um, at one of the, the churches in probably the biggest city of the Tonkul population with a very nice big building that, that's there. But what about the people who are there? See, this is part of the read and review committee for the Tonkul. Uh, I was in a workshop with them. That was my main point. But also, while we were there, we got to meet uh, again, this is Ninkan and his wife, and this is the after picture at a feast that they had at their little home. We got to meet them. We got to know more about their needs. Got to meet their children. Got to meet the people uh, that they live and work around. And, and that really burdened us with, uh, with again, focusing in, asking questions, uh, just sitting around fires at this is the church kitchen. Uh, by the way. Um, and then, uh, particularly, this is one pastor here uh, over on the left after I preached at his church one night. And I was asking him questions about um, the, the upcoming response to the forthcoming uh, translation. So, how are your people going to be able to use it? Or, what are the needs? What are your ministry burdens? That kind of thing. And I was able to have those conversations with the pastor right there. And that really spurred us on to see um, what are the areas of ministry that having a Bible in their language can really help grow and develop. 
this is the burden that God has allowed us to, to be involved with. I, I gave a little bit more explanation on the front end that I intended and went through the pictures a little fast and left no time for questions here. Right, Pastor? We have to wrap it up here. Um, okay. Uh, a couple more minutes means I could take a couple questions and I can keep the, the answers brief as well. But I wanted to share, this is the ministry transition that in one way sounds like I'm doing something completely different. And yet, as the Lord has allowed us to reach out and do various things while doing translation, he's been growing that burden so that we can, Lord willing, take off and help BI take off in this direction as, as an addition. So any questions? I, I have a question. Yes, please. I see that fire indoors. How's the ventilation? And is that a dog that's sitting there? It is a dog. Thank you for asking. It's not a large rodent. It's a dog. And uh, I don't know uh, how many of you have dogs or have interacted with dogs, but how many of you have known to have a dog walk up to the fire and sit right next to a fire? I don't know that I've... Have you seen that? Okay. It was, it was new to me, but it was quite cold there. Um, but yes, there is some kind of ventilation... If you look here, notice the, uh, the nicely painted walls. They're all black, <laughs> but they are painted. <laughs> that, that's years of soot. So there wasn't a lot of great ventilation, actually, um, in, in this one. But uh, this one, at least they were painted white. We'll see how long they last. But I, I don't know exactly how the ventilation works there. But thanks for asking. But yes, it is a, yes, it is a fire. We'll be available, of course, for, for questions afterwards as well. We have a streamlined table in the back, in the, the hallway there. Uh, I'll mention this, that uh, if you'd like to be, I mean, there's fewer things to touch because of just our era. Uh, but um, if you'd like to have a prayer card, ask us. We've got prayer cards. We'd be glad to hand one to you. And if you'd like to be on our, our email mailing list, we'd be glad to add you to that as well. Every other month we put out... Uh, just a, a one-page email because we know that nobody receives quite enough emails uh, in their lives. Uh, no, but if you if you like, we'd be glad to add you to that to uh, help you keep up with that if you aren't already on our list. Um, yes, sure. Ah. Thanks for asking. Uh, the, the question is, when we move to Myanmar, will we be uh, living in the Translation Center like we've been living in the Translation Center in India? Uh, the answer is no, we will not. Uh, that building has a lot of rooms uh, in, in Myanmar, so I could just slip back to that. And there are, it's actually a, a moneymaker um, in that. Here it is. Uh, it is an inn. It's a Christian guest house. So there are lots of hotel rooms in this building. And so uh, by means of, of this inn, uh, Bibles International Myanmar Society has been able to pay for their own costs. Uh, over the past year or two, they've actually been making a profit um, from the inn side of things to help pay for translators' transportation and, uh, and salaries of the workers and things like that. So, um, so, But that does not have a place. When we first moved there, We'll probably stay here for a little while so that we can find an apartment nearby. We have co-workers who, um, there are two single girls who have, ladies, who have um, an apartment, maybe a 10-minute walk from here. 
and they have the freedom to walk around. So we might actually join in that same apartment building or, or someplace nearby um, and then just be, be nearby to the office here. Yeah, thanks for asking. Okay, well, we'll wrap it up at this point and, uh, and we'll, we'll close in prayer. And thank you for, for your kind attention here as well. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege of joining together here as believers. And we pray that, uh, that showing these pictures and uh, sharing with these Christian brothers and sisters the burdens that you've laid on my heart and my wife's heart uh, would be an encouragement for all of us to continue to pray for our, our brothers and sisters around the world. And I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to share I pray, Father, that you would help us as we continue in, um, in our, activ- our activities together today, that you would bless the, the preaching of your word later, that you would cause us, Lord, to be thankful to you for not only the scriptures that we have in our own language, but also the, the background, the Bible background, the, the instruction, those many, many people that you've placed into our lives that, is, that have guided us throughout the years, that have brought us to the place that we are in our own spiritual growth and development individually. Help us, Lord, to remember that you are the giver of every good gift and that you have your plan, that you are continuing no matter what uh, throughout the world, even to this very moment. And we thank you for allowing us to be a part of it. And in so doing, again, joining together today. In Christ's name, we thank you and ask these things. Amen.